to make you alert in thought and action like Dick Tracy. I don't even know there is such a man as the Hulk. Shadow knows. This week on the show, we talk a little about The Warning, Middle West, Edgar Allan Poe's snifter of terror. Brandon also freaks out about a book that he hates slash likes, and we also discuss what's going on with Dead Rabbit. That and more on this week's Quick Flips. That's Brandon. Hey. I'm Paula. And this is Quick Flips. You know what? Before we get into the books, can we yeah. just talk a little bit about this whole dead rabbit scenario? Yeah, absolutely. Can because we? Because we were so excited about it and we were having so much fun with it and then bam. Yeah. And, you know, I I when I don't know if you've had a chance or if you intend to listen to uh, Wednesday's Exploding mm-hmm. Earth episode, but I mentioned to Matt, of course, that, that I was the one who convinced you to 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 not pick this book up in physical form until trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I wish we had. Yeah. And, and we you know, looked for it. We've been hunting a little bit this week, doing a little eBay thing, but I've had, you know, even at that, we have our kind of price point that we think the book is worth. And so um, even with all of this going on, we'll get copies. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Um, if any good listeners out there would like to gift us a set, <laughs> of issue one and two i'd love i'd love you for it but i don't think that's going to happen so um the whole situation is is somewhat frustrating but you know what image is not unfamiliar with um with court cases with being yeah, sued they're no strangers to it particularly todd mcfarlane but this one's this one's interesting so basically there's a tavern uh who owns or rather, their parent company, DRT Group, mm-hmm. owns the trademark for Dead Rabbit. It just sucks. Yes, but you, you, you know, the image didn't do their due diligence, or rather, mm. it seems to be of of the opinion that they did. Okay, but here's the thing: even if they did, it's the name of a tavern. Well, it's not. You know what I mean? But that's where the the thing is because they own the trademark with in relation to uh publication as well because they do these um mixology books uh, they did a mixology book yeah. slash graphic novel okay. and basically the whole theme of the restaurant is this it's a mob themed uh, oh, kind shit. of gangs of new york era new yeah. york yeah and and so you know what i love dead rabbit i don't particularly care about this bar but from a legal standpoint they are in the right yeah um I'd much, you know, obviously I'm in Jerry Dugan's corner. But this is just in the U.S. though, right? Well, that's the other thing, too, is that technically I believe it it appears to only be a U.S. trademark. So Mm. if that is the case. Can we have our books back? We we should. (laughs) Well, yeah. But here's the problem uh, is that Diamond distributes entirely through to North America. I believe from their D.C. and Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, so they're, they're, they don't have a Canadian office. They have drop points up here. Mm-hmm. But I could be mistaken on that as well. But from what I understand, their whole distribution network, as well as the printers and everything else, is all stateside. So unless for some reason they felt the need because they just can't get over the title to you know, produce it in another country, say, for mm. example, like the UK or in Canada or something like that, Canada would be a great choice because we have super stringent or super um, lenient copyright laws, to be mm-hmm. honest. The right is on the, um, in a lot of cases, on the those experiencing the intellectual property rather than those. And it doesn't mean that, that it's lax in terms of enforcing, say, for example, someone's right to own a song or mm-hmm. own a very famous, very famous case in the 90s, of course, was the, um, the uh, Bush... Oh God! Uh, you know the, yeah. the British band yeah. having changed their name to Bush X on the Canadian releases uh, because of of a copyright issue. So what's his name? I can't think of the, the musician. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, Gavin Rossdale. No, 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 no. The Canadian <laughs> who used to be in a band oh, called yeah. Bush. You know. In any case, um, <laughs> which is kind of like it, it, it's it's kind of the same thing. In any yeah. case. Um, it's Can't they change the name though to like Dead Absolutely. Rabbit D E D and then so, like Well, you know, that's a little too close. And I'll tell you Dead why. Dead Bunny. Bec- well, what? 
Dead Bunny. Well, they can change the title, and they will change the title, yeah. and they'll re-release it. It's no different than Marvel Man mm. or, or you know, becoming uh, Miracle Man. It's no different than Captain Marvel becoming Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's no different than all of the fucking people that DC sued, including <laughs> Fawcett for Shazam, because they were all a little too like Superman. You know, all of these comic companies, unfortunately, and, you know, Todd McFarlane sued a guy that used to work for him that was named... Uh, uh, that had Spawn's name. What is Spawn's name? I'm blanking here. That's really embarrassing. Uh, Al Simmons. Uh, and he used to p- take him to conventions and That's be like, crazy. this is Al Simmons. And then he wrote a book. The guy wrote a book and presented it as like, you know, I'm I'm the real Spawn. And and, and uh, Todd McFarlane went to town on him. Well, not yeah. went to town. He just sued <laughs> Suit him. Same as like all yeah. the shit with him and Neil Gaiman that's gone on over the years. Like I'm just saying that the company, none of these mm-hmm. companies, Marvel, DC, uh, Image, none of them, you know, uh, Valiant. They none of them have been, you know, just the angels in these situations. Yeah. Okay, so with the corporate genius, because it, just to be clear, on November 27th, and I'm sorry, I'm hogging your show. I'll wrap that's it up. Fine. Um, We've been talking about this constantly. Yeah. So they uh, if and if official injunction was ordered um by can i say the judge's name yeah it's public record right judge naomi rice uh buckwald buckwald to where is it here uh consent injunction is hereby ordered that image comics inc its owners agents employees affiliates alter egos officers successors and all those acting in conceit or active participation with any of them and hereby permanently enjoined from using the words dead rabbit or any mark similar which is what you were asking about Mm -hmm. there too or substantially indistinguishable therefrom in connection with the sale purchase uh, offering for sale, display, transfer, marketing, advertising, or distribution of any product or service. So ordered. Um, now, th- here's the thing. I think that Image was completely down with this. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because if you look at the timeline, initially when we talked about it, you know, we had said, well, you know, number two went out. Yeah. But the, you know, I was looking at it again, and the first um, cease and desist order was uh, was sent to um, Image Comics once, like preview orders would be have been closed for issue two. Yeah. It the book would have already gone to the printers. Hell, it may have already been sitting in Diamond's warehouse. So. You know, I think that they did the right thing in letting it go out because there was no way to stop it. Mm-hmm. You would have made you would have made a ton of people, including comic book shop owners, incredibly confused and angry because there would have been refunds and all kinds of just yeah. chaos. Yeah, would have and you would have had a factory sitting full of these books. At mm-hmm. least get rid of some of them. You know what I mean? So uh, there, there was knew. nothing that you could do. The, the wheels were already in motion. But so then they made re- people pull them. Yes, and send them Which back. Was the legally the correct thing to do, but they also knew that nobody was going to do that. They also knew that every comic shop owner was going to send back a few and put a few under the table or get give them to their buddies or whatever. If you're one of these people, please contact us. Yeah. Well, no, there's lots for sale yeah. online. It's just I have a price in my mind I for know. each cover and and what they are and the condition that they're in, what what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional enjoyment that I've personally gotten out of the book. And my price is higher than yours, just to be clear. No, I know. For anyone listening, I'm like, I have a price. And well, like, you know. As soon as you sent me the email and told me about it or the message, yeah. I was like, get it. Get a copy. I want a copy. Right? Well, yeah, because initially you wanted me to pick him up in, yeah, in physical form. Yeah, and you form. wanted and, you know, the trade. Do you remember what I got instead of no. the, the two issues of Dead Rabbit the no. week that the second one came out? I got um, Bully Wars oh, that's and right. three True Believers for our yeah, for that's our right. sons. Yeah, so it's it's uh, you can blame that's them. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Um, as long as the price doesn't go up significantly, you know because what? then when they're like, "I want a car," I'll be like, "You know what? See that comic over there? Yeah, that could have been your car." Well, here's the thing. Okay, so. Um, Signed copies are going in around yeah. seventy-five bucks Canadian, about fifty bucks American. Yeah, in that price range right now, fifteen dollars is about the price of a cover A yeah. on on book one. About twenty-five to forty dollars on the cover Bs, mm. and a lot of the like other variants, like a one in one hundred, even is still going at like that kind of price point. So it's it's not they're not shooting up huge because you know well. 
okay, now it's official. As of uh, November 27th, mm-hmm. it's official. This, it, it, you, they can't use the name. And no. it seems as though from, we talked about it, it was like, you know, the, the, the cease and desist order went out, the book shipped, and then um, you had the, um, you had the, the DRT group LLC <laughs> mm-hmm. um, officially suing yep. both them and the store. I didn't get the store part. Um, but I think th- I think that was more of a leveraging move yeah. because of the proximity, I believe, to, of the store to the um, tavern yep. is one thing. But also because yeah. they sell the books in the tavern um, and and online and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is a, is a strong running move because you're literally alienating a direct sales, a huge direct sales element, uh, you know, for this is one of the people who goes to bat for your product line. Yeah. You know, so they, they knew if they went after them for a proximity, you know, that image would mm-hmm. kind of step up, even if image wasn't going to save, you know, Jerry Dugan mm-hmm. and John McRae's work and be like, just throw it to the wayside because it's a creator on label. Yeah. Um, they would step up for their, you know, you would assume mm-hmm. or diamond would get in their face and say, you got to do something. Something yeah, yeah. would happen. That's what they were counting on. I don't know if that's the case. Probably wasn't in fact, but you know, it's, it's an interesting play mm-hmm. by the, so in any case they get, they officially get the lawsuit, which is like $2 million or something that's like nuts. that. And they immediately pull the book. Yeah. But um, the saddest part of all this is that we don't get to have it as our picks anymore. Well, it's coming. I was back. really There's enjoying it. There's no way that it. the series, it's an ongoing series, is going to have a new title, it's guaranteed. True. It was a great story, and and that book, that book was sold on on the basis of the art yep. and the writing team. Yep. So you know, the it's the creative team and how amazing they are behind the book that sells that book so they could retitle that book all our readers are losers and it's still going to do amazing so i would still buy it i would still buy, I'd it, buy too. it for sure now. if you're reading this you're a loser i'm in you're yeah you're doing it like it's it because it's beautiful it's a compelling story yeah it was fun one thing I like that, that i wanted to mention though that, that where i was going was that image definitely wasn't going to fight this because mm. that that we we were looking at the court proceedings and how they the orders that everything came out in the different forms filed and so forth, and we saw that as soon as the, the lawsuit, uh, you know, was officially filed uh, in New York State, immediately, Image's lawyer reaches out to uh, the judge, sends an email, I think, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, it's just like bang, 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 yeah. bang, you know, yep. So. Yes, it's still going on per se in the, in the grander scheme of things. They could they could fight it. You know, nothing's really really decided. Mm-hmm. But that injunction is in place. Mm-hmm. They can't use the term "dead rabbit." It's been decided. Yeah. So you know, the best course of action is to shrug it off, come to a out you know a private resolution with the parties in question. Yeah. Which they probably don't even care. They just want their their book rights and so like they they, mm-hmm. they just want you not to use the name and then uh and move on, you know. Mm-hmm. Take your your scrapes and move on with your life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's coming back though. There's no way It'll it's come not. back as something else. Yeah. So now we wait. Yeah. That's the that's the frustrating part. That's the dead rabbit. <laughs> the dead rabbit talk. We can put this to bed. We now. can now move on from dead rabbit. So, I can't remember where we wanted to start. I was thinking the warning. Yeah, let's. Did you looked at it? Did you finish reading it? No, I didn't finish reading it. No, um, it's so cool. I love the art. It looks beautiful. It kind of reminds me of like it has a little bit of a video gamey feel to yeah. some of the the. Um, like splash pages and the mm-hmm. credits page and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the more intricate, smaller uh, paneling is is surprisingly detailed for a book done by one guy. I was going like to say Edward LaRoche. The artist is Edward LaRoche. He did <laughs> everything. Everything is, everything is LaRoche. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just doing everything, and it's great. I love the way it looks. Yeah, you know, from what I read, I, I really enjoyed it. It's um, I'm definitely gonna get in on this series. You were sending me um, photos of it, photos yeah. of flipping through the book. I know. I'm like, look at this, the site. Look mm-hmm. at the site of the event. Look mm-hmm. at the light. 
Look at the rain. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. I love the feel of it. And you're right, it is kind of video gamey. So is it that it's the the this future they've kind mm. of it's like a scorched earth kind of thing, right? And the weather is it all even up the and, earth though, or is it yeah, like, true. you know what I mean? It's we don't really know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's been this event. It's basically this kind of light beam that's coming down from the sky, this kind of alien presence that has uh, appeared somewhere in, I think it says like the Midwest or something like that. or mm-hmm. the West, Yeah. And it's being investigated. No one knows what it is or why it's there, but it's clearly something huge. Like something big is about to happen, uh, whether it be some sort of alien species coming to take over or what. It's, uh, it's just, it's like a warning. Exactly. So it's called the warning, but like, look at that art. It's it, awesome. It's so, yeah, it's so bleak. Now it that is. I'm flipping through it, but yeah. it's so colorful. And I it's know. like, how do you, how are you achieving there's this? There's so much nighttime. That's what I like about it. And there's so much rain. Yeah. There's a lot of rain, a lot of nighttime. It's just. I love the color Kind palette. of like drab Man, and sad. Palette. I like it. Yeah. I see that's yeah the, the bombing here that you're just, looking at. I'm trying to flip the pages quietly for anyone listening because yeah. I, I hate that sound. I learned I got yeah. that from Devin, our friend Devin, who we do Mermel with. But, hates uh, it. Yeah, he hates it. If I if you hear mm. my notebook on an episode, yeah. In any case, but yeah, but yeah, no, it's awesome, isn't it? Great, so good. I'm really um, looking forward to the next one. Um, the story is cool, but for me, it's all about the art. I can't wait to get into this. Visually, flipping through it, I really like it. I liked it before when you showed it to me. Yeah. But uh, I'm very it's excited very nice. to read it. Awesome. And you read... Uh, um, sorry, you want me, wanna do, want me to read a, do the full credits? Yeah. Okay, so the full uh, credits. writer-artist Edward LaRoche, colors by Brad Simpson, letters by James Reed, um, editor on the book Donald Hodges. Where do you want to go from here? I was thinking maybe go over to Edgar Allan Poe's yeah. Snifter of Terror. Let's do it. Okay, so full disclosure. That is hilarious. Yeah, I read book two before reading book one. I love I the cover. I picked up book one at our LCS, you know, only a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of going through the back issue bins and was taken by it. Mm-hmm. And... And then I, I book or book two came out this week, mm-hmm. and so I thought mm, whatever. That would be an awesome poster. Uh, yeah, cover you, for two. Okay, so oh yeah, so there's this great, um, basically okay. So it, it what it is is it's an anthology book that is narrated by like remember like Tales from the Crypt kind of mm-hmm. thing or, yeah. or uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents the so the the narrative is delivered by a drunk Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. or stoned or whatever. Like a lot of well, this he's first... he's snifter, so... Yeah. So, but in it, it, it doesn't matter. It's just a title. But... Um, yeah. Somewhat inebriated. Yeah, some, somewhat inebriated. And the, the the second issue, I absolutely love. First of all, there's a an ongoing in this book mm-hmm. that um, that has just the most wonderful cartoony beautiful artwork it's like edgar Allan poe and the black cat and it's just uh it's by uh, hunt emerson it's been an issue one and two mm-hmm. and it's uh it's like it seems like a little ongoing kind of thing within this the series because they're all anthology books right mm-hmm. and um i just absolutely love there's there's one story i can't remember which book it's in because admittedly i read both this week so i i, I love there's one story that like He's just talking about how, um, you know, the the process of writing and developing it. And it's like, well, what if someone could just immediately go somewhere? Or mm-hmm. what if there was a box that you could use and you could communicate yeah. instantly to people? And he's basically talking about the internet. Yeah. He ends up like showing this kind of archaic <laughs> looking version of Twitter. Yeah. It's like, and what if someone could do this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's bullshit. It kind of it's yeah. it's so it looks really funny yeah like yeah it's just the it's artwork cool is, is amazing the um the stories like he's it, we're looking right now at issue two or flipping mm-hmm. through it here and um it opens up with him sitting in a bar but then he, he immediately jumps over to he's like oh you know of, your your gaze is 
is blurred kind of thing and then it uh he's like i'm actually in a um it starts off with um um various kinks and it's great um there's one story i think it's at the end of number one where it's like an end of the world type story Mm -hmm. but it's like this reporter this modern day reporter interviewing old school edgar Allan poe and he's like what she's like what do you think of jules verne and all this stuff going back and forth and he's like he's a hack and he's talking about like the end of the world and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and um and then he like throws up (laughs) and he's just like he's he's hanging on the bar he throws up he takes off and then the whole story plays out you're following her and he's narrating the story you're following her and then at the end of the book, like the, le- or the end of the that part of the book, the last issue is like, no, Edgar Allan Poe was right. And then the very last panel of the comic is just him puking on the oh, bar no. floor. It's so good. There's so many good stories in this. And the other thing that's great about uh, Ahoy Comics is that, you know, they're, they treated all their books like a magazine. Mm-hmm. So they really pack in like, you know, different little poetry, whole uh editor's letter and page and mm-hmm. um uh they'll they do short stories yeah, in the back the so when you pick up a book stories. for like cool. what, two or three bucks then you re- or you know four bucks or whatever the, you're getting a ton of value That's for, awesome. for it I like i'm that. really really pleased with with their book so far you know that i've been just chomping at the bit to get uh caught up on the wrong earth and uh, I haven't been able to find them in physical form because I wanted them in physical form. Mm-hmm. So I might have to just bite the bullet and and go over and, and get them uh, from Comixology, which, you know, whatever, I'll live. But, um, yeah, I, I really, really like this series. I think I think Ahoy Comics has a, a winner with mm-hmm. it. And uh, I just, I love this com- comedic horror blend that's just um unabashed and and raw and you know i think it's a book that is perfect for the casual comic reader Mm -hmm. and also for someone uh who just kind of wants to have a few comics spread around their house kind of looks like coffee table or something like that yeah i know that seems kind of a weird thing but it's you know you have a friend come over or something and you have that out on your coffee table you go to the bathroom for a second or have to run into the kitchen they can pick up this book and just read a silly anthology just invite your friends over and leave them there and go leave them in the room and and make them read all your comics yeah so i i think it's i think it's this sounds like the perfect visit i'm not gonna lie i love that (laughs) yeah i know hey come over I'm just make some stuff for you, some snacks in the fridge. I'll be right back. What? Why? You have Perfect. to read all these. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hundred. Perfect. Books. Just slam a fucking short box down yeah. on the table and be like, "You can read this." Help yourself. You're gonna need it here for five hours. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great anthology series. You know that I'm a sucker for anthology series. Yeah. In book form and in comic book form, just in the written form in general, I love it. I hate anthology films, as we've been through on another yeah. podcast, but uh, I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the two issues that I have so far of this book, and I'm very looking forward to getting into more. And we'll keep you updated. Yeah, I think this was one it's of our cool. picks over at Movies from My Life. Move. Oh wow! Wow! Over at uh, my brain's not twisted. No, one of our picks that. over at ExplodingEarths.com. Yeah, there we go. That's the Wrong right one. Wrong show for um. Best ways to spend your cash this week on indie like publishers. It. So, yeah. Moving along. Where do you want to go from here? Um, I was thinking Smooth Criminals. Okay. I read Smooth Criminals. I thought it was cool. The art was neat. The story didn't really grab me. Created by Kristen Smith, which is apparently Kristen Kiwi Smith. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's... Kurt Lusgarden. Yeah. And apparently she's written things like 10 things I hate about you. So it's kind of like a funny girl's story. I just, I, I'm hoping that they move away from the cliches. It's not bad. It's so, all right. It's set right before, like it's a Y2K era yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying before. Well, yeah, exactly. It's uh, like 1999, I believe. And um, Brenda, she 
unfreezes this cryogenically frozen jewel thief. And she's the best jewel thief, right? The best. best. Well, that's how she describes herself. She's like, I'm the best. So they team up for a heist. Mm -hmm. Now, how they get to that is kind of interesting because, like, Brenda doesn't seem to me like someone that would... And she's kind of sick of things. You can tell she's a little bit disgruntled with mm. work and and life. Like she meets a, a lady, she meets someone, and she she gets kind of treated like crap. So there's this girl who is completely out of her time and can sort of make her feel like she's important. So they're teaming up for a heist together. It's cute, but. I don't know. It didn't really grab me. I thought it was a cute story, but I don't know if I would continue with it. I'll probably no. read a couple more. Like yeah. I'll read the next one and see where it goes. I am a little bit curious, but it's all right. The art style is very clean. It is. And I think that's what it is that, that I don't really, that doesn't yeah. grab me. I like bleak, dark, uh, rough, <laughs> you know? And this is very, I don't want to use the word cartoony, but it's almost too, it almost feels digital to me. Like it doesn't feel like a drawing. It's exactly it's too clean. You know what it reminds me of? What? Uh, the um the artwork for the Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah. For all their covers and stuff like that. I could see that. Yeah, very reminiscent. The interiors are remind me very much so of that. Mm-hmm. Um where are we here? So yes, created and written by Kristen Smith and Kurt Lustgarden. Uh, drawn by Leisha Riddell, colors by Brittany Peer, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. And oh, sorry, uh, I didn't do the Snifter of Terror number two, but oh, you yeah. know what? Just go out and read it. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Look at the credits page. It looks really cool. But I, there's no way that I can read through two books worth of credit pages. Right what now. else did you read? <laughs> we have a time limit on this. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about Middle West. Yeah, let's talk. I read we, it too. Yeah. Well, you told me you were picking it and that you were reading it. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, I I came across it, so I looked at it and got hooked. Just to contextualize this, because in an earlier episode, I think in the first episode of of this uh, new Quick Flip show, mm-hmm. I said that, you know, it's Scotty Young and we blah, blah, blah. Every We can bow down to him and everything he does and all this. And I was saying that satirically, to be yeah. clear. Um, because... I think I'm actually in in real life much harder on Scotty Young than most. Before we started doing Exploding Earths, I didn't like I Hate Fairyland, mm-hmm. which is kind of his sig- or was his signature book, you know, was. Um and I wasn't super excited about anything he had done at Marvel. Mm-hmm. I loved all of his variants. I thought they were very cute. I thought, you know, but even at that, I had none in my collection. Yeah. Neither did the kids because they really, they're just now getting to an age that they're starting to get into comics. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned before that Nash is now reading Bully Wars. Bully Wars, yeah. And he loves it. Yep. Um, And and I, I love that book. I think it's fantastic. I also absolutely love what Scotty Young is doing on Deadpool now. Mm-hmm. And I've since come around kind of giving I Hate Fairyland another chance. Yeah. But fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. And and so I said this on this other show, but in, in reality, as much as Scotty Young, Scotty Young, and he's a name, I've never really had a book that was like, you know, even as close as Bully Wars is for me, yeah. you know, to like seeing the, the development that it's giving Nash. Yeah. Giving the opportunity to read something that's He's more, loving it. You know, uh, that feels like it's made for someone older, but also mm-hmm. made for him and him being able to experience that has been a very personal um, satisfaction for me. Yeah. He's really into it, but I've never had a Scotty young book that I thought was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And this book, I, I, when you asked me what I thought of it, I said, there's nothing else that I could say about it other than that. It's wonderful. Yeah. That was the word that I used. Uh, it it's 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 a wonderful wonderful book don't you just want to hug this kid like he is Abel so is sweet brilliant so sweet such a well-written character you know we i think we were throwing around the 
It's a and good kid. Yeah. Shitty friends. Yeah. They're not really his friends. It's just these dad. kids that, yeah, his dad's an asshole. He, um, okay, so. He's treated like a fuck up, but he's not. Yeah. It, this book, for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, is like, if you, if you like Stand By Me, like the, <laughs> the, the movie based yeah. on the Stephen King short story. Yeah. Um, the body. And if you like um, The Wizard of Oz, take mm. those two things, put them in a blender, and uh, watch them spin around to a beautiful oblivion. No. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm shaking my head. It's, it's because of the 90s. Yeah, the last book, you mentioned 90s, and then I know. 90s things happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Put them they in happen. A, and, and, and the 90s happen. Yeah, that is this book. What is with these people trying to get like a 90s thing going the now? Ne- well, because Nostalgia porn for the, the 80s, 90s. thing Yeah, but happened. the 80s work because they're cool. They're you could say pleasing. that for every generation. I think that it... <laughs> I lived through the 90s. There was not... I, was, I lived through the 80s yes, part of it, but like I was too small. Here's the no. thing, though. If it's you... It's romanticize. It's all street level, which is also cool. Yeah, I know. But that's every day of, all, of life. The things that you think take from the 90s... That's just what they do. That's just what you do. Yeah. So people who are say ten years younger than us, people who are Satan, people who are ten years oh, younger okay. than us, Satan. And, and people who are Satan, you know, they to them the nineties are that kind of retro age, yeah, right? Those so old school, yeah, like when okay. I was a kid, you know, this is what was on and whatever. It's so funny so, too when people say like a song that came out from the early two thousands, like oh, this song is so old. It's like, dude, well, I'm listening to Sam Cooke in my car right that's, now. That's different. There's classic and there's old. When a six year old comes up to me singing, when my six year old, I mean our six year old, yeah. comes up to me singing a crisscross song, and he tells me that it's a new song. <laughs> and he's all excited and he's like you've got to listen to it and like dude i've heard it and he's like what do you mean i'm like it's old but i don't mean like it's old like you know mm-hmm. it's not like gonna crank uh what's the uh the thing that you crank the <laughs> I don't know. The the radio with the horn and the, Oh, like a Yeah, uh fuck, what's it called? Gramophone. The gramophone, thank you. It's not like that old, but it's not <laughs> with new. The horn that you honk. <laughs> oh my god. Um oh, in any case, Middle West. Let's bring back the gramophone. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag bring back the bring gramophone. Bring back the gramophone. Anyway, Middle West. Mm-hmm. I love this book. This book is a perfect first issue. Yeah. In the back of the book there's this uh, drawing from Scotty Young, mm. that, you know, and a letter from him that talks about how he first developed the idea that would become Middle West. Yep. And you know, while it, and it's this cute little drawing of an old man, kind of farmhand looking fellow, mm-hmm. and talking to a kid, and you, you don't look like a wizard, kind of thing. And and I think I don't know how how to explain this, but I think as great as the story is. What makes it so perfect? We're going to get to a book later on Mm -hmm. that's way overwritten. It's a full script, way overwritten book. It has Mm. like this beautiful, perfect idea and it's just this – it could be such a great book and it doesn't realize it for for reasons we'll get to later. But this book, Hori Corona is is submitting these beautiful pages – Scotty Young wants you to, as an artist himself, wants you to see all of it. Mm-hmm. He, but and it's this this beautiful relationship, and then you have his frequent collaborator uh, Jean Francois Bellot, right? Is that Bellou? That's how I pronounce it, right? There's just this thing about the everyone that's working on this book the letterer uh, is nate uh, piekos of blamebot mm. everything just works so perfectly it, how it's, scrawny this kid is like and i love the the um the fox oh i know the, the fox, fox is, is so great. perfect the nightmares that he has yes yes the um even the interaction with the old man at the yep. convenience store the fact that he has a newspaper route, the jumping on a train is your mm-hmm. action crescendo. Like the fox is just so good. I love the character. I love mm-hmm. everything. The, I love the other kids. Yep. I love the biking. I love this setting. Is so. It's just. It's a perfect book. Like this, there's nothing else that I can say. Mm-hmm. It's a. There's no way to make this book better. Yeah, you could no, make this great. book different, 
but there's no way to make this book more enjoyable than it is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, if I had to write a one word review mm-hmm. to describe this book, the only word that I could use would be wonderful. Yeah. You know, so where are we going from here? Okay, so I read The Terrible Elizabeth Done Against the Devils in Suits. Right on. And uh, let's see. I'm going it's to a really cool page. looking book. I love this it. It is very cool. Pink. It's it smells slightly larger. Great. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah it's big. It's a nice book. It's I love the smell size. of ink. I love it. Uh, it's uh, written, script and art by Arabson. Adaptation, James Robinson. Colors, Anderson Cabral. And editor, Klebs Jr. Mm. So there's... Um, the art is fairly cool. It's a little bit rough, which is something I do like. You know, people are drawn in an exaggerated way, which is great. I mean, you know, they've got lumpy butts and rough-looking faces. <laughs> it's so it's 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 cool, right? It's it's a rough place. Basically, uh, this woman who lives in some sort of orphanage-type place run by horrible horrible nuns i'm actually flipping back because that's the way that i remember it Mm. but that could just be my own personal view on on orphanages but um no uh yeah so she lives in an orphanage her dad is now trading her for her brother and there's some evil people here like there's some weird uh force like this is not just people who are bad they're they're legit evil so they're like from hell type men in suits when i read the title Mm -hmm. and admittedly i got this for you because you kind of mentioned that you like the aesthetic of it and i was in a store and they had these copies and i'm like oh my god it's glossy cover and she's gonna love this Mm -hmm. i like i thought i'd earn a few points with my wife you know what i mean (laughs) but um you know, what I, I thought from just the title was that it was going to have some kind of, um, well, just like, you know, the legend of Robert Johnson going down to the train, or to the crossroads, selling soul mm-hmm. to the devil to play the blues kind okay, of thing. Yeah. Like, I thought that it was going to be, you know, or like that kind of idea, or like that episode of The Simpsons where like, you know, he, he uh, uh, Homer sells his soul to the devil for a donut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I, I thought not... it was going to be like something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I was clearly there way is off. something. No, there is something kind of like that. It's so she. Sorry, her, I like the vague skirting. Like just her read the mo- book. Yeah, kind of. Her mother warns her. I, I do believe it is her mother that warns her. Tells her to run away. Uh, she's in this weird type orphanage shelter type place, and uh, when she goes to run away, they catch her. You know, beat her up a little bit, but uh, then they let her go. And it turns out that the mother had originally placed her there to toughen her up so that when the time came for her dad to basically trade her, she could run away and fight these evil forces, I guess. And she's able to kind of, she encounters one and she's able to beat the crap out of him. She like stabs him. She's able to beat the crap out of him. She stabs him and is able to take over so now he basically works for her Mm. right but (laughs) she goes after her dad it's cool it's very interesting i i'm going to continue reading it i do want to see where it goes the first little bit i was a little bit off on i wasn't really sure (laughs) but um when i saw that she could i guess like flip him I thought that's kind of interesting, yeah. right? So there's some weird religious imagery in here, like references, yeah. but it eh, could be fun. I don't usually go for that, but it could be fun. That big fighting centerpiece is just beautiful, like pages upon pages of no dialogue almost. Yeah, just beating the shit out of this lumpy I, man. You know, it's like, the, again, uh, a book that completely understands how to sell a story and tell a story using mm-hmm. all of the tools uh, of the art form. Yeah. Which uh, is very important. Yeah. And so whether, whether you like the content or not, I, I have to say like from flipping through it, I'm quite mm-hmm. pleased with that. Yeah. It's so weird I'll look, because I'll definitely read it. she's in, I wonder if there's any kind of folklore with this that maybe I should know about. They're in this town in Portugal and, you know, she meets people and she talks to people, but no one seems to be very surprised by this 
kind of evil that's happening in the background. Like mm. it's it's like commonly known. Like oh yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, just, you know, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's like oh no, like it's not it's not a shock, right? Oh, it's just some evil. She, yeah, she's with this guitarist when this guy comes after her, and she's beating the crap out of him, and he's like, I can't remember what he picks up. He drops something. Oh, a, a cassette. She's fighting this guy, and he drops a cassette and he picks it up he's like oh i can't lose this like it's not a shock to him that this is happening mm. it, yeah it's interesting nice it was fun okay so night moves i think that mm. is, is all that we have left in terms of what we kind of agreed that we'd get into oh yes all right so i have to preface this by saying that i strongly think that people should read this book but i strongly think that people who for example don't like comic books mm. should read this book <laughs> it's a spooky looking not because it will make them like comics but because it will make more sense to them if you like police procedurals and this sort of thing then 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 this may be a, a book for you that being said people that love comics will also like it but they will <laughs> notice some things i think this book has a like amazing premise amazing plot fantastic characters um the artwork is stellar the mm -hmm. quality of the writing is next level, yeah. which uh, is, you know, um, they're television writers, both of them, mm -hmm. uh, the two brothers that write this, VJ Boyd and Justin Interesting. Boyd. But um, I think VJ wrote like SWAT and Justified and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Justin writes Le uh, Channel Zero, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Colors by Mike Spicer. Uh, and uh, lettering by Sean De Pasquale. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll get that out of the way. The art by Clay McCormick is the standout star of this book. Mm -hmm. However, and now this is where things take a turn. So I've said all the nice things. I want you to read it. If you're not a comic book fan, it's a, it'll, it might be a, a, a nice book to pick up. It's a five-part mini. Put it on your shelf or the trade, whatever you like. It, all of that. Do it. Get into the series. You're going to love the story. You're going to love everything about it. Awesome. But I have some big problems. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, like, first of all, the framing device is a little problematic. Like, a, you know, this retired old man in the future, because they're telling a story about now. So it's a retired old man in the future mm -hmm. um, who's telling a kid about his life and these yep. stories, right? And, you know, those were the days kind of thing, right? And so you have this incredibly charismatic uh, main character uh, named Chris, I can't think of his last name right now, um, who's like a grifter in Las Vegas and a really cool kind of thing. But you spend the first two or three pages of the book with an elderly version of him kind of just hinting at the fact that, you know, there's all these stories that he's told this kid or can tell this kid. But, of course, the one story that the kid wants to hear is the one that he doesn't want to tell. You know, yeah. it's this picture of a girl on a desk in his office kind of thing. And mm. it's like, you have a really original premise for a book. Yeah. Why do you need any of this? Yeah. Why do you need this framing mechanism at all? Um, no, you just don't. to explain the narrative? You don't need to explain the narrative. No, you don't. You could even just have an otherworldly narrator as for example justice league dark has right mm -hmm. now or most famously the x-men mm -hmm. uh under under chris claremont yeah and you know th those books are some of the most popular in, in in the entire industry so you don't need that you don't need to ground everything mm -hmm. people are willing to and, and okay so i have a suspicion that this book is written <laughs> full script yep i won't get too into why but i think that there and and also i think that that the writers are uh, did not or or didn't understand that you should go back over your word bubbles and your script once the art comes back you know uh but maybe i'm wrong but uh there's a page and of course i sent it to you that is just there's like a million word bubbles mm -hmm. And there's so many fucking word bubbles that in the bottom panel, the love interest's face is covered by one. So her reaction mm -hmm. to the conversation is covered. Is covered. That's so stupid. 
because the panels are so masterfully drawn. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. They, you know, I really like the way the lighting looks in the in the panels. Yeah, like it's drawn, it's colored, painted really well. So now that I've said my piece, there, there's a disconnect between the writing and the art. Yeah. This can be fixed, and guys, fucking fix it. I, you know, I imagine yeah, the second book is already go- going to print, but there's five issues of this. So p- please, to the writers, VJ and Justin Boyd, um, you know, just get on the same page <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as your artists here because this book could be phenomenal. Right yeah. now, it's good because, and you have this amazing premise. Which is making it good. It's elevating it. The idea of it is is uh, is so great that it's elevating it. But mm-hmm. um, the book itself is is you know it it needs to be more. You need to utilize all of the tools of sequential art of that form. So yep. you but by the back end of the book they're kind of doing it. There's almost two pages where there's no text. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, so, so so the book is really unbalanced, and the, and then there's this whole problem where like you'll have a conversation, and it's this really fast, you know, quick, sharp, mm-hmm. snappy dialogue, right? And they'll be going back and forth with the snappy dialogue, and it's in real time, and then the next panel, which takes place in the same setting, and you lose like a minute, so you have this this thing happen where. A minute has transpired in in a panel change where the last several panels that are on the same page are seconds apart or are completely in time. So it, the whole book has this really push-pull thing. That being said, what's the story? Why do I think so highly of the potential of this book and, and so, you know, not super happy with the execution of the book? Um, like, it wasn't the most enjoyable read, but at the same time, I kept flipping the page because of the fact that this premise of this grifter in modern day Las Vegas who, you know, strikes up an unlikely alliance with a cop who's trying to take down a mobster, but this mobster is somehow linked to something very dark and occulty. You know, there's this whole magical, dark, mystical thing. There's like virgin sacrifices going on. There's this like workshop of uh, people wearing Halloweenish masks. There's drugs. There's um, you know gunfire. There's these uh, the, this church that I'm speaking of. They have these in one of the opening sequences, like in the bar uh, that uh, they hang out at. That this guy Chris hangs out at. He he. He pulls. Uh, he's rather. He sits down next to this cop and has this, you know, interaction for the first time. And the cop says, uh, "Have you ever heard that one about uh, three priests walking into a a bar or something like that?" And and then there's some more snappy banter <laughs> back and forth because that's what this book does, and it's very police procedurally, but it's good. It's a high quality of it again. Uh, lang- linguistically, it's very pleasing to me to read the dialogue because it's, it's great. And then you you have this perspective shift where you go and now you're looking at the door and there's literally three priests standing there with shotguns. I, it, none of it's really paid off because it's only been one issue, but they've set up all these little, very little um, strands that you can tug on as they see fit moving forward. I just wish that they would have done it with a lot less word bubbles and and maybe um you know a little better pacing there's and and the transitions between scenes and landscape or different lo- locales it doesn't exactly it wor- it would work in tv and that's the thing it would work perfectly in tv but like like there's one moment where they go from asking this this guy who runs a club like where is this girl and the next scene is just the the girl laying on a bed saying your main character's name. And it's like, there should have been one more panel here, guys, because I just personally, for me, and these are all personal things, so if you love the book, which I also very much like the book, um, then just ignore me. But yeah, it, uh, like there's, there's, it doesn't feel like a comic. It feels like someone trying to make a comic um, with a really good artist and a really good uh, creative team. Um and and frankly, to to the editor of this book, I think that you could have uh, pressed it at at two clearly very talented writers to do some some small rewrites to 
um, make the the language and and so forth flow just as well. Like there's a page that has like 35 uh, bubbles on it, speech bubbles that you could have done it in eight. So uh, you know, and I, as you can tell, I'm I'm a rambler, and I'm saying you could have done it in eight. So I don't know for whatever that's worth. Okay, so I'm not really sure if you liked it or not. <laughs> I mean, Is so right? I originally felt like you probably didn't, but you're saying that you're going to stick with it, you're going to continue reading it, you recommend reading it. Has it has so many okay. good parts. You want to see if it gets better. That you, yeah. Fixed up. Yeah. so much potential, I, I can't just drop it right away. I'm going to okay. at least give it a few more issues to try and get its footing. It's a five-issue miniseries. I'm yeah, sure that, so just do it. I'm hoping that, yeah, maybe it wraps up really healthily. <laughs> Cool, so with that, let's go to our picks. We have December 5th, which is a huge week. Yes. I'm pretty excited about this week. There's quite a bit of stuff. Uh, You go first, so I don't steal yours. Yeah, I don't want to steal yours. Okay, yeah, okay, so I'll... Where do I want to start? Uh, I think I know the one you're referring to. I'll start mm-hmm. with uh, Die Number One okay. by Kieran Gillen, uh, art by Stephanie Hans. This is... Um, As I cross it off my list. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Kieran Gillen has described this as a goth Jumanji, and that's what it Whoa. says in the, the um, solicitations. But it also says that that's an a, a incredible understatement hmm. of what this book is going to be. Obviously, um, the writer of of Wicked, the Wicked and Divine, uh, the Wicked and the Divine, sorry. I always freaking do that and people always give me shit about it. I'm not the biggest fan of that series, but uh, I have been able to, while it's been kind of on hiatus, catch up on it more and uh, I think that, that it's, a, it's a really great book, so why not jump on board a, num- a new number one from, from Gillen, see where it goes. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken... Um, this, this is a December 5th book. Uh, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Let's move on. <laughs> and die number one is my first pick. Okay. So die number one's crossed off my list. Yep. Um, I've got Gasolina 13. Now the thing with Gasolina is that I've been catching up on it, but I feel like by then I'll be all caught up and ready to yeah. talk about it. So I want to talk about this a little bit on the show. I love how you described this when you talked about it before you said something like, uh, what did you say? If, if, uh, if a mob story took place in the universe of aliens, I was going to say, yeah, like, like alien Mexican mobsters. Yeah. Alien cartel, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So far, uh, as far as I've gotten, and I think it was eight or nine, I'm not really sure. I've got to go back. It's been a couple of weeks since I've looked at it. Uh, the boy still has that thing in his stomach that mm. the cartel, for some reason, worships, and he's got to feed it, so it feeds. It's fucked so you up. Like five issues to catch up on. Yeah, Holy it should cow. be fine. That's gonna. That's like. That's, wow. Uh, I read all. Like, well, I read all the other ones fairly quickly, so yeah. it's an easy it's an easy transition from one to the other. Like, if you were to read this in trade, you whiz right through it. It's very interesting. It's it's. I don't want to call it fun. It's not fun. It's kind of weird, but it's great. It's very well written. I like it. It's I'm not even certain. Up. Do we even have issues nine to ten? Nine, no. 10, 11, 12? No. I'll okay. get on that. I'm working on it. I'll yeah. get cut up. So that's that's my nice. that's my other pick. But um, are we going? Yeah, we'll Is go your... one for one. Okay, so go. Okay, so we've had two images so far. So let's switch it up. Let's go over to Boom Studios, a new book from uh, writer Sean Simon and uh, artist slash colorist Connor Nolan, a book called Wizard Beach. It's uh, the first in a five part mini series about a character named Hexley Daggered Ragbottom, mm. who is off to visit his Uncle Salazar, who, of course, is a wizard, and he thinks that Uncle Sally is, like, this very cool, um, super wizard kind of guy, and it turns out that he's just kind of chilling and, and living a nice, comfy, retired life, although I'm sure it'll have some interesting yeah. twists. The art style is incredible. Um And uh, I'm just... I'm really excited uh, to give this... Really fun looking book, uh, try from I two like it. fairly, Looks good. yeah, established boom writers, cool and artist, a writer and artist. Yeah. 
Cool. My last one is La Guardia. Oh, look, yeah, it's a dark yeah, horse. yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, book it's looks like cool. Aliens and humans are now integrated. There's some immigration yeah, alien exactly. type situation. I saw this uh, like dystopian uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I saw that pitched exactly like that, like a um, exactly a, a new look at uh, you know immigration mm. sort of thing. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it's I've seen this before in mm. other uh, mediums. Uh, yeah, I was going to say in other mediums, but I was trying Men to in black. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like when in black, uh, South Park did it with people from the future. Yeah, you know, I they took our just... jobs. So. <laughs> It's. I'm thinking it's going to be something along that feel. So it's totally interesting to me. I can't wait to read it. Well, I. I you've just compared this book to South Park, and well, no. Men, uh, you know, I said Men in Black. So well, you know what I mean. Thousand. I think it's going to be pretty serious. Also, like of I course. think it'll be a lot of fun. But it's another burger book. You got a real thing for burger books thing. lately. Between She Could Fly and now this mm. one, I like it. I think it looks awesome. It looks really interesting. Yeah. So I'll let you know how it goes. Sweet. Cool. And then we've got, uh, do you have any more for the fifth? Uh, yes. Okay. That was weird. I don't know why I made all those weird sounds. Mm. Ah, screw it. We'll leave it in. Um, okay. I, I Can I kind of combing, like put two together kind yeah. of thing? So my third fic, uh, my third fic, my third pick officially is Bully Wars number four, mm. of course, because it makes me feel happy inside to see our oldest guy reading and loving it. Mm. And because the art of Aaron Connolly is great, the coloring is outstanding, as we've already talked about uh, Jean-Francois Beaulieu this week. And we've already talked about the writing of Scotty Young, so we can just move along and say, uh, great all-ages book for your kids to enjoy. And... Uh, the bully wars, I think, are officially, you know, in swing. They're in full effect, as it mm. says in the solicitation. So I'm excited to see this one. I actually haven't read three with Nash yet. He's already read it. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. So I got to get caught up and then, uh, you know, before December 5th and, and then we can read number four together. Sweet. The other kind of honorable oh, mention. Oh, yeah. This looks freaking awesome. That I wanted to. It, okay. So we don't talk about Fantagraphics too much in the show and they do a lot of cool stuff. But one th- thing that i said earlier in the show that i'm just a sucker for anthologies we're going to be going through all the christmas anthologies on the exploding earth show later you know as we move into december all the cool different stuff that comes out from every label as many as we can get in one episode but um this this book from fantagraphics uh, uh now number five now new comics uh number five it's an anthology book it is it, it you know one thing it, it's it's this got this beautiful, beautiful cover by uh, Stefan Blank Blanket, I believe is how you mm-hmm. pronounce it. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, so trippy. It's just stunning, and it's 125 pages of uh, comic book stories by some great writers, uh, and it's ten bucks. 125 awesome. pages for ten bucks. That's an amazing value. I'm actually not certain. If it's coming out on the 5th, the 12th, or the 19th. Fantagraphics mm. website says it's shipping for delivery on the 5th to stores. Uh, so I assume that they know what they're talking about. But I've looked at at least three retailer websites, and they all have different dates listed. Mm. And then I also have looked at a Previous World, and they have a different date listed. So nobody knows what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's in stores on December 5th. If not, check on the 12th. If not, check on the 19th. You want to pick up this book. <laughs> Just keep looking for now it. Now New Comics. Just look for it. Number five cool you want to switch over to the yeah, so 12? 12 so for the 12 um i won't <laughs> i won't steal your pick no actually no we we figured out that was later in the month anyway so never mind oh I've yeah got, uh, yeah two yeah my okay yeah so next episode <laughs> yeah i've got the uh alien yes. yeah alien three issue two Another book that I'm scrambling around to try and find issue one for because I looked at it in the mm. store. And I'm looking it. at it. And I'm messaging with you. And I'm like, is there anything else that we want to pick up? And I'm looking at this book. I'm standing yeah, right that. in front of it. And it's like, nope. Walk out of the store. I'm so pissed. This book is amazing. Uh, William Gibson's original Alien 3 script with the wood planet. Mm. And, oh, dude. 
great pick. I didn't even know know it was coming out that week, so now issue two. Okay, you sweet. could borrow mine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Why did I get so excited about that? I just, uh, you know, I yeah, love. It looks you, good. You know, I love the behind the scenes movie stuff. I, know. I was all geeking out over like all this the Star Trek comic that came out from the the City on the Edge of Forever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, original script, and I love all this stuff. And and you know, Alien Three is a fucking shit show. Sorry, David Fincher, but he knows that. Um, and and you know, it's Fox's fault. So yeah, I really I'm I love this. I, I can't wait to get into it. Cool. Good pick. What do you have? I don't know. Now I got to pick something cool. To, um, now I have to pick something cool to combat that. So let's go with my coolest book, Murder Falcon, number oh, three yeah. by Daniel Warren Johnson. And our friend Mike Spicer, I believe, is uh, is the letterer on that. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, our friend, because we know him. Uh Yeah. The band is fully back together in this issue. Awesome. And, uh, I, yeah, fuck it. It's just the coolest shit ever. The Murder Falcon. Cool. Bringing metal to the universe, fighting aliens, trying to invade the planet with his giant metal arm and his muscles and metal. Wicked. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. I've got uh, Bitterroot 2. We'll talk about Bitterroot 1 next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yes, so I've got Bitterroot 2. We'll get all caught up. Should be good. Looks good. Cool. Mm. Uh, my, so, uh, and, and you're kind of piggybacking on my I know. two, three pick here, right? Yep. Okay, so I'll put mine together then as well. So um, I've been trying very hard to get Paula into Black Hammer for a yes. while. Yes. And uh, it's, it's kind of working. <laughs> so um, my two, three pick, and I guess we can kind of talk about this together, I guess, because it's kind of your three pick as well, mm-hmm. is so um, the first is uh, Black Hammer cthulhu uh another spinoff in in the, the Black Hammer universe. And she is Cthulhu's offspring, and she's teased in school because she's a monster and so she's going to do whatever she has to do to make herself look like the rest of people in her school and and whatever and i'm basically just reading the synopsis but you get the gist um i love i love this it's so great uh (laughs) so ridiculous and Mm. it's perfect for the uh, black hammer universe uh, so Je- another obviously Jeff Lemire written book. Uh, Emmy Lem- Lennox um, is the artist. Dave Stewart the colors, and I think Todd Klein on letters. And then the other part of my third pick, and and I guess our collective third pick is uh, is another Black Hammer book. Yep, the Quantum Age. And again, this is the one that I was able to kind of sell to Paula on the basis of uh, dystopian future kind of. Yeah, it's my bag to it. So yeah. Um, number five it feels like I've been waiting on. I know it was pushed back. So, uh, oh shit, I missed one for December fifth. Now yeah. that we talk about dystopian, but yeah, okay. Go on. Well, we, we can double back. It's right, your right, show. Right. We can do whatever you want. Okay. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff Lemire, Alfredo Torres, and again Dave Stewart on colors. I can't think of who the the uh, the penciler or sorry the uh, the letterer on this is, but uh, you know we'll find out by the time we catch up on our Black Hammer books on the show. Quantum Age obviously takes place in the future and references back to some of the events of the original Black Hammer series, as well as kind of venturing off into its own story. Um, and I believe they're starting to twist uh, through time, and of course, as it says in the solicitation, so it's no secret that they are going into the parazone. So it's very likely we're going to see a certain doctor, a certain uh, a certain strange character, shall we say, uh, pop up soon. So very exciting. You wanted to throw something else on, on December 5th? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm freezing then. The freeze? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I missed on that. Shit. I just wrecked it. The Let's table. just knock everything over. Just yeah. fuck it. Fuck it all. Yeah. Yeah, the freeze. Awesome. It looks awesome. And we talked about it last time, uh, what it's about, basically this one. No, guy's... we didn't. We talked well, about it in video that I botched. 
Nobody knows that we've been talking about this book for weeks. Right. Okay. So the freeze, uh, there's this guy who's basically in charge of kind of, I guess, thawing out, uh, members of society, this, uh, post-apocalyptic event that we're not sure what it is yet, but I'm sure that the book will tell us, uh, has frozen everyone over. So it's up to this guy to basically rebuild society, but, um, he doesn't really know who he's bringing back. So whether they're a good contribution to this new society or bad, he won't know until the book goes on. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of way that he's going to research it. I don't know. I guess we'll see, but it sounds awesome. Yeah. The the gist of it is that he's got to rebuild society by bringing people back. So the freeze looks good. I'm going to read it. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to go, since we kind of rambled quite a bit, you want to do a re-summarization of everything? Okay, so... Pick list. Quick, <clears throat> yeah, quick pick style. list. So, December 5th are The Freeze, Gasolina, we're catching up to issue 13, LaGuardia, through Dark Horse, so that's uh, issue one. Mm-hmm. My December 12th, or do you want to do your fifth? Okay, I'll do my fifth. Yeah, yeah. do your fifth. Um, die number one. Cool. Image Comics, Boom has Wizard Beach coming out. Cool. Another image with uh, Bully Wars number four, and obviously Fantagraphics uh, mm-hmm. anthology series now New Comics number five. Keep an eye out for it. Whether it's the fifth or the twelfth or the nineteenth. Yeah, just look for it. Cool. Uh, so December twelfth, I've got the Alien three. Yeah, we write issue two. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, Bitterroot 2. Yep. And we're sharing so, Quantum Age. Yes, we are. Uh, and then I also have, uh, in addition to Quantum Age 5, mm-hmm. Black Hammer Cthulhuese, issue cool. number one, and Murder Falcon, yeah, number we're, three. Yeah, we're sharing a lot. Yes. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So if there's anything that we missed out on that you think we should be reading, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're an independent artist or you know a comic writer. So writer, artist, uh, family of, friend of, neighbor of, one of these people. Or just really into some sort of independent creator-owned comic. Let us know. We'll read it. We'll talk about it. Uh, you know, show us. Show mm-hmm. us what's out there. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep talking comics with us, visit explodingearths.com and reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Exploding Earths. You can subscribe to this and other Exploding Earths podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, and any other podcatchers that you want to use so that you never have to miss an episode. And I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It helps people find the show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at lumpyface with an I instead of a Y. And you can reach us by email at quickflips at explodingarts.com. Send us your thoughts on the show, reading suggestions. Reach out to us if you're an indie creator and would like us to take a look at your book. We'll see you in two Sundays from now with another edition of Quick Flips. Yeah, that's it. So, bye. Comic Weekly, each page...